Will AI replace us? Will artificial intelligence get so good that we don't need to be around anymore? You know, it's kind of funny. In the past, we made movies about AI, where AI would take over society. AI would be this and AI would be that. And and it was fun for movies. It was kind of crazy to see, you know, like Arnold come back from the future and say AI took over everything. But it's amazing how the reality of AI is really coming around today. And a lot of people said things like, oh, AI will never be able to do this or that, like artwork. AI could never do artwork. Well, now AI is doing artwork and it looks pretty good. But here's the deal. Our consciousness as human beings will always separate us from AI. No matter what AI can do, it's not human. It's not a real person. We aren't machines, but a lot of times our brains act like machines. So I think it's something that we need to think about is what are we doing for our brain to make it stronger, to make it better, to treat it like a machine, specifically like an engine. Today, we're going to be talking about our brain as engines, the engines of our minds, how we think, how we treat our brains. A lot of that has to do with how we live our life, how good our life is, how good we do everything in our life. So we're going to talk about our brain as engines, and we're going to find out how to treat it better on today's show. So let's jump in. Welcome to the Confident Man Podcast, empowering men with the confidence they need to live their adventure. Now, here is your host, David Maxwell. Hey guys, thanks for joining me this week on the Confident Man Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here and that you want to be a better man. Well, today we're going to be talking about the engine of our brain. And when I think about engines, I thought about something I saw in the news recently. The 24-hour Le Mans race just happened, and one of the entries was an American car. Now, American cars, some of them do pretty well, like Cadillac has done really well, and there have been some others. But uh, this year, NASCAR entered a car. They entered this like super muscle car that was kind of set up for Le Mans. Now, Le Mans is a 24-hour race where they just go, go, go. They trade out drivers, all these things. And the car actually did really well. A lot of people laughed at us, thought, oh, a NASCAR you know, vehicle would never do well in this race. And it actually did pretty good, especially in its category. It went 24 hours. Now, it did have a brake pad issue. They had to change the brake pads. And there was a driveline issue that ended up costing them an hour for repairs. Um, and it prevented the team from finishing like in the higher area of the GTE uh, class. And so that's one of the things. The Camaro did a great job overall. It came out, I think, uh, behind the first nine entries. So it was 39th among the 62 starters. And just the fact that it finished was a victory for them because they wanted to know, could a car like this last at Le Mans? And it did. And the thing that hurt it in the long run was just some breakdowns. And I think that's something we need to look at as men. Real life is like that for men. We're going, we're going, we're going, and then we start breaking down. And I'm not talking about a physical breakdown. I'm not talking about, you know, as you get older, your muscles can't do as much, things like that happen. I mean mental breakdowns. There's a lot of men today who are mentally breaking down. You see a guy who at a certain point in his life hits that what we call midlife crisis, where he just kind of goes nuts, leaves his family, runs off with some young girl and abandons everything. And sometimes guys do that without 
a midlife crisis. They just walk away from all their responsibilities, from their family, from their job. They say they want to find themselves and stuff like that. A lot of that has to do with them having mental breakdowns. Or you see men who sink down into depression. And sometimes depression can be a very serious thing as far as there may be some serious chemical issues or other issues going on in their brain. But sometimes it's just because they've been going and going almost like the Le Mans race and they finally just snap. Or some guys get into the world of cynicism where they get hurt and their brains kind of get this attitude toward the world. It's them against the world and they hate everything and they hate everybody. And we've seen guys, their life just kind of falls apart. Why is that? Well, one of the reasons has to do with our minds, with our brains. How we think and what we think is incredibly important in our development and our continued growth as men. If you want to be a man who gets better, a man who grows and develops as he gets older, you've got to think about how you think. Your brain is something that you have to keep on working. You have to make sure your brain stays healthy. And one way to think of it is thinking of our brain as engines. And that's what we're gonna do today. And how we treat an engine and how we treat our brain can be very similar. So we wanted to compare the two so you could think of, okay, what am I doing to keep my brain healthy? If I'm treating my brain like an engine, then you know what, it's gonna last longer. So we're gonna look at our brains from that perspective. We're gonna talk about the brain engine capacity we're gonna talk about our brain engine fuel, and we're gonna talk about our brain engine upkeep. The first thing we wanna talk about is our brain engine capacity. Our minds have a huge capacity. The human brain is amazing. Our brains can keep growing. They can keep expanding. We can keep learning throughout our life. But oftentimes we are so busy, we're so overloaded on our schedule and our brains kind of get overwhelmed. And so really it kind of shuts down sometimes and we end up hurting our own capacity. We often limit ourselves by how we think, what we do and how we respond in different situations. And we have to remember that most of our brain limitations are self-imposed. There's something that we kind of put on ourselves as men. Many men are guilty of limiting their own abilities when it comes to their brain by what they believe, what they think. It's kind of like you having a Corvette body and putting a small four-cylinder engine in it. It will run. It just won't run very well. But a lot of times we're doing that to our brain. We're limiting our abilities by what we believe, what we think. So let's talk about some of the things that we do. There are some belief limiters that we have. One of the biggest limiters on our brain is our own beliefs, our belief limiters. And a lot of men struggle with a lot of these beliefs they have about themselves. So let me ask you, what do you think about yourself? Now you may say, I don't think much about myself. Uh, I'm too busy, I've got things going on. And we often look at men who are super prideful and they act like they're the main attraction of life. And we think they think about their self all the time. But a lot of times those guys actually have a super negative view of their self and they're hiding behind that prideful act because they don't really like themselves. They don't think they're enough. What we really believe about ourselves and our abilities matter as men because it comes out in our actions and our perceptions 
how we have relationships with people. Now, all of us can put mask on and hide, but what we really believe about ourselves affects us in our everyday life. And it really affects our relationships and especially those closest to us. Because a lot of the ones closest to us, they see the real us. So a lot of times if you're married, if you have children, if you have close friends or close family, they see you and what you really believe about yourself. And so if you have a limiting belief on yourself, you think, I'm no good, I always fail, or you know, nobody likes me, things like that, the family, those closest to you, they will see that and you will actually communicate that to them. And a lot of times they'll pick up the same feeling. If my dad feels this way, if my husband feels this way, then maybe I will too. So we have a lot of belief limiters we have to watch out for. Another thing we have to watch out for is confidence versus cockiness. Now, our goal as men is to have confidence in ourselves and what we can do. We want to be confident. Now, that's very different from cockiness, and we have to understand that. Cockiness is the need to be the best. When a man has to be the best, when a man has to prove himself, a lot of times he becomes cocky. He wants to show off. He wants to show the world. And this often comes from a place of insecurity. Some of the men who are the most cocky are the ones who are the most insecure because they have to prove themselves to everybody else. Men who are secure, they're confident. They're not, they know they may not be the best, but they know what they can be and they know what they're good at. And our beliefs about ourselves are important because they're the foundation of our confidence. And those beliefs often come from our own convictions. So let me ask you, what are your convictions in life? What are your convictions? What do you really believe about life, about your purpose, about your calling? Because your convictions often set up your inner beliefs, what you really believe about yourself. And understand, pleasure is not a conviction. If a man lives for pleasure and all he wants to do is to get more and get more and succeed and be all of this, he's not really going to have a real sense of belief. And what he's going to do is become a creature of his own appetites, a slave to his own sense of pleasure and desire. And that's not a good place for men to be. Men also have attitude limiters. And what that means is they limit their capacity to grow because of their own attitudes. Now, you've seen this in men, men who say things like, it's not my fault. There are men who spend their whole life always making excuses, always saying, it's not my fault, someone else's fault. The man's out to get me. Coach had just put me in. Things like that. And we do that to ourselves as men. And what happens is we buy into this encouragement that society gives to be a victim, to say, everyone's out to get you. It's not your fault. Everyone's mad at you. Everyone hates you or whatever. And that gives us a sense of safeness. We feel secure in that, but it's a lie. Because what's going to happen is it's going to limit your ability to grow as a man. And it's going to limit you being the man you were designed to be. So we've got to be careful that we don't play that victim mentality to ourselves. And then some men do what I call deflection. Deflection is similar but it's a little different because you don't necessarily have the excuse part. Men who deflect just have an attitude of avoidance. They just avoid responsibility. They don't wanna take on responsibility. They don't climb the ladder. They don't wanna get married. They don't wanna have children. They kind of become big kids themselves. 
they get older and they want a life with no consequences. Kind of like Peter Pan and the Lost Boys. In fact, some people call a lot of men today Lost Boys because they're lost in this world. They're not growing up. They're kind of deflecting responsibility so they don't have to feel like, oh, I've got to do something. And they think they're free. They think, oh, I'm really free. But those guys also become slaves to their own appetites. They're slaves to what they think, to what they feel, and they don't take good decisions and they hurt a lot of people usually. The other side is men who just want attention. And their mantra can be a feel sorry for me, notice me. They walk in this desire for attention. A lot of times they make the excuses so people give them attention. And that can become a drug. You know, when people pay you attention, they feel sorry for you. Some people, that acts like a drug for them. They feel like, oh, people think I'm special. People are looking at me differently. So a lot of guys tell their story. Woe is me. Look at me. Look at all the bad things that have happened to me. And it's a way to get attention from other people. But what that does is it limits their brain capacity. Because as long as you're trying to get attention in that way, you'll never grow. And that's not a good thing for you as a man. You want to be a man who takes responsibility, who grows, and you don't want to limit your brain's capacity. We have to take control of our brain engine capacity. And we have to make sure that our beliefs are not limiting us. That what we think about ourselves could be the number one limiter of our growth, our success, of everything we do. And what we have to do is adjust our attitudes to make sure they're functioning at peak capacity. If you have a Ferrari in your garage, why would you go to work driving your lawnmower? It just wouldn't function well. One, you'd probably get run over on the road. But a lot of men do that with their brain. Their brain is a Ferrari. It has the ability to do incredible things, but they limit it to only the power of a lawnmower. You don't want to be that man. Make sure that your beliefs about yourself, your beliefs about life, your lack of convictions, make sure those things aren't hurting your brain engine capacity and hurting your abilities as a man. The second thing we want to talk about is brain engine fuel. My son tells a story when he was kids, he went with his friend to an uncle's place and this uncle had a big piece of land and they had some ATVs they were driving around and one of them was getting low on gas. So they went to fill it up. Well, they were kids. They didn't know what they were doing. And they saw one of the handles just happened to be green. And they thought, well, that's no big deal. They put it in. And of course, it was diesel. And the ATV wasn't designed to run on diesel. So what happened? It started running and then it stopped. Needless to say, the uncle was not super happy. And I don't think they got to do ATVs at his place ever again. Why is it wrong? Well, it was the wrong fuel. The ATV wasn't designed to run on diesel. And you know, every vehicle has a fuel for it. Every vehicle's lined up. If, if a truck is set up for diesel, you don't want to put gas in it. And if a truck is set up for gas, you don't want to put diesel in it. It just won't work. And it's like that with our brain. Our brains don't necessarily have one fuel source, but what we put in does affect our brain. And we want to think about what goes into our brain. And I want to ask you, what do you feed your brain? What are you inputting into your brain regularly? What gets in? Now, I'm not talking like actually what you eat. That's a whole nother thing. And there are things you can eat to help your brain. But I'm talking about 
what your habits of watching, listening, what kind of media are you consuming? How much of it are you consuming? What are you doing to feed that brain of yours? What kind of fuel are you put in? Every day you have a choice what goes into your brain. So what kind of choice are you making? Because that choice often decides the overall performance of your brain. Like some people, they put in junk fuel. We live in a very distracted society. It's funny, we get all this technology that's supposed to make life easier and better, and a lot of times the technology just distracts us from life. We have all kinds of devices. You can have a device on just about all parts of your body that will distract you, that will entertain you, that you can spend endless hours watching or doing something with. But we've gotta understand that if we have a diet with too much entertainment, it's like having a diet with too much sugar. It tastes good in the moment, you enjoy it, but the consequences later may not be the best. As you gain weight, you're not happy about that. And we have to be careful that what we're feeding our brain isn't like a diet of just sugar. We've got to remember that entertainment has a place in our life, but it's not the purpose of life. It's not what we live for. When my wife and I were younger, we went in the city we lived in, our local Blockbuster, yes, it was a time Blockbuster was huge, they had a feedback group where they invited people who came to the store to give them feedback. And you got like free rentals out of it. So we're like, well, heck yeah, we're gonna do that. Well, there was this couple there that we met and they seemed nice enough, but we started talking about our habits of watching Blockbuster. And for us, it was like every weekend, you know, Friday or Saturday, we go get a Blockbuster. Maybe every once in a while during the week, we'd watch one, but we weren't like regulars. These people, were amazing. They would watch two movies every night. They said they had it down where they got home and they got supper ready and they sat and they could get two movies in before going to bed every night. So these people were watching that much entertainment. They were spending their whole evening watching movies, not talking, not communicating, not even going to bed at a decent hour. And they just felt like that was a great part of life. We were like, wow, that is crazy. But I wonder how many of us today are spending as much time entertaining ourselves with all our devices and things. And so what we have to do is be honest about our media diet on our phones, our TVs, our iPads, our computers. How much time are we wasting? And how much time are we intentionally building our mind up? It's like eating desserts. Desserts have a place. There's nothing wrong with a dessert once in a while. You just don't want dessert to be your main meal all the time. But some people do that. They're always watching TV. They're, they're sitting on TikTok. They're staying on their PlayStation or their Xbox. Or they've even got phone games. I've seen people who kind of get into Candy Crush back when it was huge. And they would spend hours upon hours. I'm not saying this to judge people. I'm just saying this is a reality. We need to look at it. Sometimes we have to say, okay, this is, there's a limit on how much I do this because it's just gonna waste my time and it's gonna waste my brain. It's not good fuel for your brain. The other kind of fuel we put into our brain is healthy fuel, healthy brain fuel, things that build and challenge our mind. What are you doing to actually grow your mind intentionally or to get your mind to think differently? What are you reading? What books are you reading? Are you reading a real book? Are you reading a Kindle? Are you listening to a book? Are you listening to fiction? Are you listening to nonfiction? Both of them have a place. Are you doing those things intentionally or do you just kind of do whatever? 
What are you watching? Instead of just watching the same old shows over and over again, maybe you can watch things like historical shows, documentaries, seminars, courses. There's all kinds of stuff out there that you can watch that could actually build your mind up. I'm not saying you never watch entertainment. You do. But I'm saying, what are you doing to intentionally build your mind up to challenge your thinking? What kind of conversations are you having with people? Are you getting around different people? You're engaging in different activities that break you out of your routine that kind of help stimulate your mind in a different way. Also, hobbies. People used to have a lot of hobbies. We don't have as many hobbies today. Why? Because a lot of us just sit around and watch TV. But what hobbies do you engage in? And it could be any kind of hobby. You could, you know, do gardening. You could do woodworking. You could even have exercise as a hobby. There's all kinds of hobbies you can do that actually stimulate your brain while you're doing something that you enjoy. The thing to remember is that healthy brain fuel is a lot like healthy eating. You've got to be intentional about it. It's easy to eat junk food. It just is. There's a fast food restaurant in every corner. Junk food is easy. Intentional eating takes work. You've got to cook, you've got to meal prep, you've got to plan. All of those things are the key to healthy eating. If you want to change your diet, you've got to be intentional about it. The same thing is with our brain. If we want to change how we think, we've got to be intentional. We've got to be intentional about what we watch, what we listen to, what we do with our spare time, how we fuel our brain. As men, we've got to protect our brain. We've got to decide how are we going to fuel our own brain. Today, society will offer you every kind of distraction you could want. And some of the distractions are very dangerous for us. Some of the distractions will pull us in. And a lot of men grow their addictions because of that. They say, well, it's just mindless entertainment. And then they can't stop. And that's a dangerous place for us to be as men. Escaping doesn't feed our brain. It entertains us while our brain starves. Distractions don't guide us in our life. They don't help us live with purpose. A purposed, well-lived life doesn't happen by accident. You've got to choose what you're going to be. You've got to choose what you're going to do. And what you have to do as a man is take responsibility for your brain. Take responsibility for what goes in it, and you'll live a much better life. talk about is brain engine upkeep. And just like an engine, like in your car, your lawnmower, or whatever, it needs regular maintenance to keep it healthy and strong. Your brain needs the same thing. And you want to think about what am I doing to perform regular maintenance for my brain? A couple key things just to start out with. These are the easy ones you can do. One is rest. You know, most engines are not designed to run 24-7. And a lot of men think, I'm just going to go, go, go. I can handle it. But they don't sleep. They don't do what they need to do for their brain. They don't rest it. Sleep is important for your brain. It really is. It's your body's way of performing that maintenance, doing that upkeep. One of the healthiest things you can do for yourself is get good sleep. And a lot of men, that's the first thing that goes away. They say, well, I'm too busy. I've got too much to do. You know, sometimes we go through seasons of life where life is busy. Maybe you have small children. You know, you have a brand new baby. Things like that happen in life. Or you're in that busy season at work. That's normal for everybody, but it should not be all the time. Because what happens is a lot of people start losing sleep 
and they get used to it or they start feeding themselves through a bunch of caffeine and other things and think, I'm okay, I'm okay. But eventually, it's going to break down their brain. It's going to hurt them. And so you want to make sure, am I getting the sleep I need? Because that's regular upkeep. The other thing is recreation. Now, one of the ways to think about recreation, I saw this in a book one time, the guy talked about it as recreation. And what that means is when you have recreation, when you do something like that, it kind of recreates you. It stimulates you. It energizes you. What are you doing to have fun, to relieve your stress? That's important. You don't want to put it off as, oh, I don't have time for that. And it could be anything. You know, some guys, it's golf. Some guys, it's biking. Some guys, it's boating, kayaking, exercise, hobbies like we talked about earlier, gardening, whatever. What are you doing to intentionally recreate your own brain. If you want to do those things that get you away from everything, that takes intentionality. It takes planning. And if not, you're going to escape. You're going to find unhealthy ways to do it. A lot of men who are eaten up with addiction, the addiction started by them not spending enough time recreating themselves. So they're going to find other ways to do it. I've seen men who just are master procrastinators, and that's their body's way of avoiding the stress. So they just kind of stay away from everything. Some people who are gaming addicts and things like that, that's their way of forcing themselves to get that rest their brain needs, and it's not really that good a rest. It's not going to recreate them. You want to be intentional about your recreation because it helps your brain upkeep. It makes it better. The other thing we want to talk about is tune-ups. What are you doing to tune your brain up, to make it run just a little better, just a little faster? Well, one of the things you can do is practice deep thinking. You really can. When you think about your purpose, when you think about your direction as a man, that's kind of like a tune-up for your brain. And a lot of men, because we live in such a busy society, we never take time to think deeply. And the problem is, if you're going to be in the rat race, you're just going to act like a rat. And you're not a rat, you're a man. And what you want to do is have some questions that you think through so you can actually tune your brain up this way. Some of the questions are like, what kind of life am I building? Have you ever asked yourself that? What kind of life am I building? Am I building my life or am I just surviving day to day, week to week, month to month? A lot of men are just surviving and they're using the excuse, well, when things slow down, David, but... Things never slow down. So you need to ask yourself, what kind of life am I building currently? And then you want to think about what direction am I going in my life? What's my overall purpose? And one of the ways to do this is to think about where did I come from the last few years? How much have I grown the last couple of years? I'm not saying everything went perfect the last few years, but have you grown? Have you gotten better? Or are you just kind of doing the same thing over and over again? A lot of us get stuck in those ruts because we never take time to ask ourselves this question. And we're not gonna change unless we see the things we're doing and change them. What you wanna do is look at it and say, I need to change some things. That's doing a tune-up to your brain. It's helping you change the way you think. Another question you can ask yourself is, how am I connecting to others? Have you ever thought about your connections with people? The people closest to you often get the least of you. Sometimes when we work hard, We come home, we're exhausted, so our wife, our children get the least amount of us. Or even if you're not married, you're friends, you don't spend time with your friends. You come home, you shut down, 
And what happens is a lot of men become lonely men. Your brain doesn't function well like that. And you want to make sure you're having connections. If you're married, what are you doing to keep that connection with your wife? If you're single, what friends do I have in my life? And even if you're married, what other male friends do you have in your life that you're spending time with? What are you doing to initiate friendships with other men? All of those things help your brain function better. Another question to ask is, what future regrets will I have? What are you doing right now that you will regret next year? It's an important question to ask, especially when you look at your daily actions, your regular routines. A lot of guys live in this, I'm going to change soon. It's kind of that whole thing. Next month, I'm going on a diet. Next month, I'm going to start exercising. And next month never comes. A lot of us do that with life. We say year by year, this is the year I'm going to change. And then next year we say, this is the year I'm going to change. So you want to think about what future regrets will I have with the choices I'm making right now? That's a way to tune your brain up and to keep it focused. Now, on the other side, instead of just tune-ups, some guys need repairs. Just like an engine needs a repair, you may need a repair in your brain and how you think. Maybe you've got some thinking habits that aren't good. Maybe you've got fear, cynicism, hurt, bitterness, stress. A lot of men are walking around with this and they're keeping their minds from really functioning the way it was designed. It's kind of hindering every aspect. The only way to fix this is to get your brain repaired. And you want to repair your wrong thinking because sometimes our wrong thinking is there. Now, it may be something that we don't even know about. We don't realize it's there because sometimes it comes from the past. Maybe we were raised in a family that had faulty thinking. They didn't think right. And so they taught us, they gave us bad examples of how to think. Maybe they taught us to be afraid. Maybe they taught us to be bitter. Many men didn't have a dad, so a lot of them don't know what to think. They don't know how to be a man. And some men are carrying around a lot of pain. None of us like pain. No one's like, I want to go hurt today. Nobody wants to hurt. And so a lot of us avoid pain. And we deny pain that we may have in our life. And that affects how we think. If you're denying something, it doesn't mean it's going to go away. It's still there. You're just denying it. And a lot of us are living with our brains not functioning at full capacity because of pain. So what can we do about this? We can repair our brain. There's two ways to repair it. One is do it yourself. And do it yourself is when you go after ways to grow, to get better. You take courses, you read books, you listen to podcasts, just like this podcast. You do things that you need to do to build up your mind to learn how to think better, to learn how to think differently. And all men can do this. There's tons of ways out there. You read a book and you get one, two, or three things out of it, it's worth the read because it helps to reform your brain. It helps to repair some faulty thinking you may not even know you have. That's do-it-yourself stuff. But then there's also professional help. Sometimes your car has a repair that you can't do. You don't have the tools. You don't have the know-how. And that's when you get the professional. You bring someone in who's more experienced, who's better. And sometimes we need that as men. We need coaches. We need counselors. We need mentors. We need people like that to pour into us and help us make the repairs that we need. Because that gives us that outside perspective. Sometimes we got a counselor who can help us see, okay, your thinking here is faulty. And you're like, no, I've always thought like this. 
Yes, and it's not right. Your family of origin gave you this way of thinking, and it's not good for you. It's not helping you. See, that outside perspective is something we all need. Many men often live needing major repairs, but they're afraid to go to an expert. They think it's a sign of weakness. But understand, going to an expert for a time is not something you do the rest of your life. Often, it's a short term. It's like putting your car in the shop for a couple of weeks. Sometimes you may need to go to a counselor or get a mentor or hire a coach, and you do it for two months, three months, six months, a year. But during that time, your brain is getting repaired. It's getting fixed. It's not a weakness. It's a reality. And the reality is it helps your brain get stronger. So think about when it comes to your brain and the upkeep. Can you do it yourself? Or maybe it's time for you to get an expert in your life, someone who can help you think better, think clearer, and kind of see what you can be as a man. Now, brain upkeep is something every man's got to do. No one can do it for you. To live a life in this world, to live a good life, you want to function at your very best. And to do that, you have to think your very best. You cannot do it unless your brain is operating at peak capacity. You have to make the repairs to make sure your brain upkeep is strong so you can live a better life. guys, closing out the show today, I want to challenge you when it comes to your brain. When you look at your brain as an engine, it really helps you to think through, how am I thinking? What am I doing? How am I doing it? When you think about your brain engine capacity, am I limiting my own brain's capacity with my limiting beliefs? What beliefs do you have about yourself? Also, think about your brain engine fuel. What are you putting into your brain? And then also your brain engine upkeep. Maybe you've got repairs that need to be done. Can you do it yourself or is it time to get an expert in? All of these things, you think, why do I need to do all that, David? What's the point of all that? The point is your brain is key to your life. How you think, what you think affects everything. Not only what you think of yourself, but how you perform in different situations. It also helps you with your relationships. If you want better relationships, start with getting your brain healthy and strong. We have to be intentional about our brain. We have to be intentional about how we think because that's gonna make us better men, it's gonna make us have a better life, and it'll make us impact the world in a much stronger way. You've been listening to the Confident Man Podcast. Click subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. You can connect with David on Facebook and Instagram at David the Maxwell. Find resources to help you as a man at theconfidentman.me. That's theconfidentman.me.